back on Fiona, a podcast by me where I hope to connect with people from all walks of life to talk about life. Here I tell stories about my life that have become turning points for my growth. I believe it's through storytelling that we can connect with each other and recognize that we are more similar than we may think. And this is exactly how I intend to connect with all of you. Most of us caught wind by now that it is in our human nature to learn from our own experiences. Many of us have learned from our own mistakes. However, I'm here to take a chance and advocate that just as much as it is in our human nature to learn from our own experiences, it's our human nature to learn from each other as well. My mentor once said to me, a wise man learns from his mistakes, but a genius learns from the mistakes of others. Through my very own healing journey, I learned so much. Through storytelling, you can potentially learn just as much. But remember, nothing will ever be more powerful than going through it yourself. So let's get into it. I've chosen to heal different areas in my life simultaneously, and this has brought me an abundance of joy and liberation. So for instance, as I'm healing and enjoying my new love life, I find myself constantly revisiting all of the relationships in my life that also require love. One of the very things that came out of closing my last relationship is that I opened doors for me to fix other relationships in my life. And one of those relationships being the one I have with my mom. So on this episode of Fiona, my hope is to inspire self-reflection. As you trek along your journey to self-love, holistic healing won't ever be one and done type of ordeal. Because if you are really healing, you are also becoming. Well, here we are. Episode 2, The Test of Healing Scars. To kick this episode off, I'm going to walk you through an expedited scenario of what a snippet of my healing looked like. So first things first. When I decided to work on healing, I had to identify an area in my life that made me feel insecure. So of course that was my love life. Once I acknowledged that my love life needed some working on, that's when the work of healing was able to start. This is also when I started to go through a series of emotions that led me to my voice diaries. What I discovered about myself wasn't astonishing. In fact, when I was finally able to admit out loud how I was feeling, it felt more like a releasing. Like, I already knew all these things about me, but... I just never wanted to address them until now. And that's one of the reasons why I chose to heal. I was getting tired of hiding. I hated how tiring it was to put out a face that everything was okay when really I was crumbling on the inside. Anything that makes you uncomfortable about yourself is gonna be a challenge for you to overcome. But once you do overcome it, you become better from it. 
When I started to unpack the challenges in my love life, it wasn't easy. And that's part of the reason why healing takes so long. It wasn't a one and done type of ordeal and it actually felt like a jack in a box. Like every time I figured one thing out, it just led me to a completely different area or thing in my life that then needed to work out itself. So this constantly kept happening whenever I finished asking myself why. As you are unpacking your insecurities, you have to ask yourself why. Why do you feel what it is that you are feeling? And don't shy away from the answer. I know it's another uncomfortable thing to do, but remember, you call the shots. So you do this at your own time, and you can do this in private, or you can do it with a trusted confidant. Eyes away, you have to be brutally honest with yourself because the truth is what will lead you to your liberation. Now, once you manage to get through these challenges, you'll start to feel different because this is when I started to feel different. And this is when I started making progress. So I recall one night in my last relationship, I was blowing this man's phone up, back to back to back to back text messages all night long. Where are you at? Why are you not answering? What are you doing? Are you serious? That thing. The old me never would have considered anything outside of the realm of, oh, he's being dumb for not getting back to me. But in actuality, after I went through my healing, there was a lack of reassurance and there was a lack of communication that I realized was coming from both parts. And that created a distrust which resulted in me blowing up his phone out of an unnecessary fear. I know that now because outside of that fear, when I took the time to sit down with myself, I thought things through more clearly. And now I can never imagine wanting to or having to do that in any relationship that I'm in. If it's not a real life emergency, I have no business blowing up anybody's phone. I'm at a place in my life where, yeah, I like my reassurance, and yeah, I like being able to hit my man up without thinking twice about it, but I never want to have to do that out of desperation or clinginess, or that just because he's not answering me, I'm going crazy not knowing what he's doing. Now, of course, Different relationships have different love languages. But in a mutual loving relationship, there's space and there's trust. And there's a line of communication that allows for both parties to communicate what they want and what they need comfortably. So as I was starting to learn my wants and my needs within a relationship, I was able to start to forgive myself for what was done and forgiving yourself feels great because the situation no longer embarrasses me and why should it I learned from it I now walk through life with this lightweight feeling and this is my healing unfolding now just as I was stepping into my light and 
stepping into my empowerment. You may think you got it all figured out and maybe today you want to show a little teeth behind that smile of yours. Life does this thing and it throws you an unexpected curveball that reminds you of the pain you've been in and it tugs at your heart once more. Now the pressure's on. What are you going to do? Are you going to move forward and be resilient in your pursuit? Or are you going to take this unexpected fumble and retreat back into your sadness after all the work you've done on your healing? The choice is yours, but the pressure's on. You have to see if you are really ready to move on. I want to talk about the test of healing as if they were scars. When I was thinking about this message, I had to first ask myself, well, what would you do if you had the chance to talk to your past Fiona? And personally, I think if I ever had the chance to talk to my past, I would cry. And I understand why I would cry. I'm an emotional being. I own it. And tears are sometimes a good thing. The past to me used to be a part of me that I would forcefully stifle so I wouldn't have to deal with it. And to stifle your past or your hurt looks different person to person. It can be blocking out memories, avoiding certain people, cutting ties with people, repeating damaging behaviors, and maybe even carrying resentment with us in our daily mannerisms. Either way, we ingenuously think that stifling what hurts us is how we protect ourselves. But really, it's how we lose control over ourselves. If I had the chance to talk to my past, I would cry. Because, yes, I am healed. But those wounds are wounds. They still mean something to me. I have a scar on my wrist from childhood. It's from when my hand went through a glass window while I was playing around with my cousin. That's another story for a different day. So anyways, it's completely healed now, but that scar is still present. It doesn't hurt, doesn't catch my attention anymore. And most times I even forget that it's there. And this is a scar that I used to stare at all the time after I got it. Right after my hand went through this glass window, I was taken to my mom while she was working the night shift. God bless her, she was a nurse. And the first thing she said when she saw it was, La maquipo. Translation, that's going to mark your skin. I was caught up guard by her first response. As a matter of fact, I was baffled. I was confused. Truly. I went there absolutely certain that I was going to get my life handed to me in ways I never could have imagined because I broke a window in my mother's house that I had no business breaking. But instead, when I got there and she saw me and she saw this scar, she was worried about the mark it was going to leave on my skin. So when I realized I guessed my mother's priorities backwards, things calmed down rather quickly. She took care of it and we called it a night.
Fast forward, a couple of weeks go by. The scar tissue is forming. My scar is literally healing. Here comes my mom with scar removal cream. At this point, I was really confused. Did my scar really bother my mother this much? Like, was she not going to be able to look at me anymore? But me, I was thinking so differently than what she was. And this is why reflecting on your life can reveal so much about yourself and your family. It's been through reflections that I have come to understand my mother's love differently. You see, my mom, my Haitian mom, in her overprotectiveness and unconditional love for me, she immediately developed an overwhelming fear about the insecurities that come with scars. Now, in my head as a little girl, I knew how those scars got there. My hand went through a window that I had no business breaking. But in my mother's world, she who has seen a lot more than what I had, anticipated the discomfort others would have if they saw my scar. And then she further anticipated how I would feel when I realized people were uncomfortable because of my scar. So in between those two very different realities, this is what happened. I was on board with the scar removal cream for about two seconds, but when she finished explaining to me the instructions on how to apply it and how often I had to apply it, I stopped caring. I I just stopped caring. And I'll tell you myself, as a young girl, it was like pulling teeth to get me to do anything that was inconvenient to me. I hate to admit that, but I love what it kept me away from. So when I realized I had to come up with and keep up with a routine to remove this scar from my skin because of what others may think about me, that is when she lost my interest. That was a lot of work for me to be doing for a scar that wasn't going to bother me that much longer. I gave up using scar removal cream because that scar wasn't going to go anywhere from my body. And it wasn't worth me trying to hide it daily. I accepted it as a part of me. Yeah, I felt some type of way about it and it was some time before I got used to it, but I would rather invest my time learning how to be comfortable with myself rather than readjusting my whole life, getting comfortable for the temporary feelings of everybody else. My feelings towards the scar don't dominate my life, nor does it affect me daily, but It's still a part of me that I have to carry, and I'm okay with that. What I demonstrated back then as a young girl was defiant, absolutely defiant. Matter of fact, when I first recalled this memory, I was surprised I got away with not having to do what my mother said. I grew up in a household where my parents were strict, Within reason, sometimes, 
So <laughs> getting away with not having to do what my mom said felt like a victory. But of course, when you reflect a little bit more, I realized that victory came with reason. It made sense. Underneath that defiance, what my mother was really respecting was a mindset and a choice that I had made. And it's that same mindset and similar choice that later carried me through my young adult years. I think of my past, especially my past relationship like this, and it allows me to continue to fill myself up with love. You see, I think there are some things we need to learn how to live with, and one of those things is ourselves. Our past, no matter how small, big, happy, sad, tragic, whatever it may be, and I mean this with the utmost respect and sensitivity to your past. But you have to live with it. We have to live with our memories forever. And some memories are arguably more desirable than others. The thing is, it's still yours. It's what you recall of it. So what do you need to do to live with it? We should handle our memories similar to how we should handle ourselves, how we should handle our minds, and how we should handle our feelings. All of them with care. Our memories are mature thoughts. And if you think not, you gravely underestimate how strong the mind is, yet alone how strong your mind is. So what I say is, take care of what's yours. I know my feelings in my past relationship were hurt, but I don't want to be hurt, nor do I plan on being hurt. So I have to be gentle with myself. My past relationship, in a way, is like an old wound. So like my scar, it has a story that involves me. Parts of me that I'm sad about, but now I can appreciate better because I don't trip over the same things anymore. And I get to receive a new love that applies the lessons that I have already learned. And then there are parts of me that I'm proud of. I may not have had the words then as a little girl, but my stance against my mother stood out to me every single time that I went back to that memory. I couldn't believe it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like I was having some grown folk conversation with myself back then, but, oh my goodness, I am grateful that my defiance and unwillingness to be bothered to do anything that wasn't for me took over. Because had I let the voices of insecurity speak to me first or speak to me longer, I would have been applying that lotion day in and day out. But... It was literally quite exhausting to do something that accommodated anybody but myself. I understood it then, and I accept now that this scar is a part of me, and I truly live a life unbothered by it. To understand and accept 
what happened in my past relationship meant that I had to unequivocally release and talk about everything that didn't sit right with me, including my own shortcomings. I'd be lying to myself today if I said I hated everything about my past relationship. In my world, aka in my mind, in my body, in my heart, and in my spirit, I pick and choose what I appreciated in that relationship just as much as I pick and choose what I need to work on from that relationship. And I still can't believe what I tolerated in that relationship. But for what it's worth, I fully accept all of it with its difficulties and beauty. It took some time for me to be able to see what was still beautiful about that relationship because the first wave of pain casted a shade of hurt and gray that was so lonely. But again, when you take the time to self-reflect, you can remember the same thing, but look at it in different ways. So yeah, blowing up his phone that one night was a little crazy, but it showed me that I had a little bit Okay, no, I had a lot of insecurities in that relationship that were only going to continue to drive me crazy. My need for communication and trust is my sanity. So any loving relationship in my life that isn't able to mirror that prompts me to take another look. And that saves me a lot of time wasted and it provides me with a peace of mind. So when I think about the amount of time it took for me to heal, it feels immeasurable and that makes sense. There are some rare occasions when a stranger or a new friend points out my scar and initially I get a little defensive or shy about it because it still means something to me. But I have to think to myself, How were they supposed to know that? If anything, it's up to me to know and to remember what this scar truly reflects about me. Because I have sat down with myself and I thought about what my feelings towards this scar means, I wear it differently. It's something I can be held accountable for because I claim it. I'm able to control my reaction in those rare moments because I trained myself and I sat with myself to recognize those triggers. Life's curveballs are trigger moments. When something pokes at a wound, it feels like a quick pinch, but then you're able to keep going. Triggers are something you don't ever see coming. It's not something you have in your calendar for three o'clock on a Monday, no. Triggers when you're not expecting it and they can potentially ruin you and your progress so instead I want you to think about them like this triggers are life's test they're random check-ins to see if you're really healing or healed you get better at responding to your triggers the more you gain control over your feelings So I can't stress enough how important it is to sit down and validate 
your feelings. There's so much empowerment in knowing you can be in control of yourself. You are not able to control the world and you're definitely not able to control anybody else. But you are in control of yourself. We are emotional beings. And if you say otherwise, you're lying to yourself. We all are at a different place in our journey towards gaining self-control. The self-control that we deserve and that we long for. And I truly feel like the journey towards gaining this self-control and practicing self-discipline and most of all, basking in our own unconditional self-love can be a smooth one if you only give yourself the uninterrupted time that it takes to heal. So when you decide to work on yourself and life decides to throw you a curveball, I hope it feels like a home run. But just as triggers are prompts for you to do something, if the curveball life throws you is truly unprecedented and it strikes you out, that's okay. Take another seat, take your time, and check back in with yourself. Choose yourself. Choose to keep going. Our scars don't heal in a day. In fact, it takes time. Thank you for listening to Fiona, a podcast by me for people who want to live a life according to their purpose. Here I get to share pieces of me that have shaped me into the beautiful, God-fearing black queen that I love to be daily. And I look forward to having conversations with all of you that inspire us to discover the spirit we were given. To celebrate my second segment on healing, I'll be sharing a Spotify playlist inspired by these episodes. It's called Healing. So stay tuned for episode three as we start to get into our empowerment and check out that Spotify playlist. Till then, be gentle in your healing, embrace your empowerment, and live in your liberation. Much love, as always. Peace.